This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. So PMs, I feel like they're natural entrepreneurs. They're the new entrepreneurs of this world. The way that we get to experiment and basically build products from zero to one in some instances and get so much exposure to creating new products in the market and putting them out and iterating and all that sorts of stuff. I feel like there's this opportunity that I've also seen with a lot of solopreneurs and PMs doing stuff as a side hustle. Do we go and fully commit to an idea? Do we fully go and build a company yet? Do we want to do half and half? Like when's the right time? Is this thing gain traction enough? Like where we feel comfortable? Oh man, I feel like any PM at some point has at least thought of starting their own company. Yeah. And <laughs> I know, Lou, you're not alone in that. And I think you've actually started some yourself. And so today I would like to maybe just double down on that. We can talk about your scenario and re yeah. reflect on some stories of mine as well. And then we can just kind of work through it together. Definitely. Just for some background. So I had three kind of tech startups prior to doing a career in product management. And it was all kind of varied degrees of success. My first one was an abysmal failure after raising money. My second one, still somewhat operational. The third one closed down right around the beginning of COVID just due to manufacturing difficulties. And I'd always been like one of the, the people to go out and like raise money and just go ham all in on doing it. And since then, I've kind of tapered myself out a bit to look at things a little bit more like, hey, what's this like side hustle thing that I'm going to do on the side? And at the moment, I've got two of those that are running and are both kind of in the early stages. In one case, it's a physical product that I've actually put through manufacturing and we have, I've got 15,000 of them in my basement right now. And I'm working on making the first set of sales, which is really funny. And on the second of them, nice. it's a service that I started doing about a month and a half ago. And I've been getting requests for clients left and right. And on both of them, really trying to decide, okay, like, you know, what would be the next steps of like how I could grow either thing pretty scalably? Like, is it is it worth it? Should I just keep the things as a side hustle, sell the things as regular, not have to worry about staff? I've had staff before. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, Kevin, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts too, where, <laughs> where, where if you've got some similar things in the works. That question of, of what to do next with it, I've dealt with that a lot. I've had many an ideation where it was more like I have a good idea for something and then I start to prototype it and shop it around and get some interest and then haven't kind of built or put it out in the market. And so I've had more of those that maybe I didn't get enough interest to pursue it fully. And then I've had what you said, like more services oriented things where you get requests and then, you know, okay, do I formalize this? Do I go all in? I did go all in once kind of doing like a, a creative direction type of agency and, and hired some staff doing that as well and did some hours. They, you know, I didn't necessarily like the services stuff as much. I like more of the product stuff, but I haven't built a physical product. So I'm, I'm super curious to hear your journey with that. That one's fun. But in general, I think I'm always thinking of those things. Like I have some in my pocket that I'm working on now and it's become 
becoming easier to build now too, right? So we can like build stuff like more autonomously and then also like prototype and getting things in front of folks and get feedback. And then, but the approach that you're getting, which I love that I think more folks should start putting this stuff in context is gaining traction. Yeah, It's the customer yeah. funded business model where you don't go all in until you start to gain some of that and brush off the dust. And then you go all in once you have the traction, right? At least that's kind of yep. what I'm trying to approach it in that way. I think there's a difference. What does all in mean? I'll get specific on both of them. So let's it, do it you know, for listeners. If you if you want to check yeah. it out, you can go. I'll I'll give you the two web addresses. So the first one we'll talk about is called Cole's Cup Clips. If you go to colescupclips.com, this is a product I developed with a buddy of mine, and it's basically like a wine charm for a solo cup. Do you have patent pending on it? I've been doing manufactured products for so long. And so this is where I'd call it at the like low to medium volume stage where we've purchased injection molding cooling. Like we actually have a physical product to sell. So if somebody came to us and we do have starting to fill orders, I packed bags of these things like the other day with my wife upstairs in our, in our loft, just like putting 15 of them in a bag and sealing <laughs> it and putting the, the top on. Like, I mean, total grassroots style, right? Like that's where we're at with this, right? So. Love it. This is one of those things where it's like, I'm shipping sample bags to potential distributors. I'm working through the process of what would scaling this look like? How much would I have to invest? You can go see the products on the web. We're selling directly to wholesalers right now. Eventually we're talking about maybe this quarter opening up for online sales. So that's the thing, but I've got, like I said, 15,000 cup clips down in my basement right now well actually less because i just packed about a thousand of them for shipping but that's the thing that's where that product's at i've done user testing with it it's gone through all the prototype stage 3d printing and then minimal scaled production and then test fab so it's a it's product right like it's there awesome. i think it's cool when you can have something that you made and sold and my total investment into this as now is about 3,500 bucks. Now you had this other thing, you talked about the services. What's going on with that? My wife and I had been getting into Airbnbs and we had an Airbnb to property that we had for about a year. And we aren't doing that right now. We're actually working on renovating another one, which is another side hustle all its own of doing property development. But in the process of doing this, we up here in the mountains love hot tubs. So I rebuilt the whole hot tub that I bought from Craigslist for $1,000. It's on my YouTube channel. We can see the whole process of it. Yeah, by the way, I have a YouTube channel now. So that. What is this? What's your YouTube yeah, channel? So we're going to link to this. Let's go. Yeah, it's called uh, it's called Pine and Peak. I'll okay. drop away. We're really getting after it this year in terms nice. of just like building, following, oh, building content. Oh, yeah. Like I'm really trying this stuff out. I love YouTube. I thought it would be cool just to record videos about stuff I'm doing daily. My golden puppy is on there. He's cute. So anyway, getting back to the story of it, you know, I got some advice from somebody a while ago and said, you know, one of the best businesses you can do is to look at something that you're already doing for yourself and saying, can I ask if other people need that same service? And in my case, I was maintaining my hot tub. I was going out, balancing the chemicals, adding water, thinking about it. I had purchased all the equipment to do quick water changes, to truck in water if I needed it to my house. So I already had all the stuff. So I decided to just throw up a web page about hot tub services in my general area. And in the last couple of weeks, I've just had endless inquiries. Wow. visiting sites. And so now I've got a handful of clients that I go up and literally balance their water chemistry. I have a monthly service model. It's 140 bucks a month, visit you weekly. 
And for me, it takes probably about 10 minutes a site visit to pull one off. And it's been really cool. But I've now got friends who are in property management up here who are contacting me up and saying, hey, can you do this property? Can you do that property? And I was like, you know, my goal was to only to take a couple of these just for some buy new MacBook Pro funds. That's about it. But yeah, I've got both of these things that are kind of just sitting there and trying to figure out the best path forward. And like the spa works thing is super cool. Like speaking of getting businesses started for something, it was a challenge I gave myself. Could I start this business in 24 hours? So web page, legal contracts, payments and billing, all the digital controls to do it. So we've got payments engine, billing engine, automated invoicing, websites fully live. It's on Google, Google businesses and the total startup cost for that business. And it was cool because I've already made profit. I've already covered my costs and then some. It was about $499. I think it was about 505 actually. Wow. Well, what's the website on that one? The flash South Park Spa Works. You're going to get blown up now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. have a lot of South Park Spa people listening to any South Park yeah, <laughs> Spa yeah, product people. <laughs> yeah. Should you need to rebuild a hot tub? And if you just want to find a cool story about actually yeah. what it takes when you buy a freeze damaged $1,000 Craigslist hot tub, I got a story about that one. But, this is you know, awesome. anyway, that's yeah. that's the whole thing, right? Wow. So wow. I guess it's the year of entrepreneurship and side hustles for me. This is great. I love it. The context for this crew is setting the stage like product managers, how to think through their work in an application of spinning up something like this. You're going through all those phases in an accelerated rate. And in some cases, you're doing this with very low cost. You said $500 in to get all this stuff yep. stood up to validate a hypothesis, right? And so to think that's, about and, that, and, you know, that's, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Both of these businesses where they're at right now are, I will call it validating hypotheses. Yes. It's not so much like a, oh my God, I'm going to quit my product management job tomorrow and right. do this. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I love my product management job. I love working on yeah. scaled out data clusters. And it's the funniest thing when I tell the hot tub client, oh yeah, this is the other thing. I decline clients yeah. if I don't think they're a good fit because I don't need the money. And the other fun thing about this too is that because I work at Zero, which is a financial accounting and payment software platform, I'm using their software nice. and I'm actually putting myself in the product manager's shoes and doing real life, real world testing for that business. And I've been thinking that's super cool. Like I've already documented tons of feedback on like changes that I would want to make to the product, Love that. like how things operate. It's given me great insight into my day-to-day -day work. And most of the stuff that I do for these things, I do in the evenings or on the weekend. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, Kevin, that this is hypothesis testing right now. Yeah. And that's how I've been viewing it. And I feel like as a PM, that's part of your goal, right? Build an MVP, test it out. If you can shoulder the small financial burden to do some of these things, why not? How many cup clips do I have to sell to get $3,500 back? Not a lot. That's awesome. Let's talk about the speed. And we already touched on the cost, the speed to get to that answer that you have yeah. validated the hypothesis, right? The speed to build all the way to the adoption, right? And so how long has that taken from, let's start with Cole's cups, because I know that was first from that one. How long did it take to actually get the validated signal for you? And I know it's rough, but the validated signal to say, hey, should yeah. I do this or not? You know, I'm going to say that one to get to now was probably about 18 months. Where that started out with was, okay, let's start by coming up with the design in the self-hacking world. I got into Google SketchUp 
free version, made the first rev of the cup clip just to test out what we were trying to do. And I sat there with my 3D printer and just like hammered it. Keep that in mind here too. Like for folks that are listening, if you're doing manufacturing, you know, obviously there's a big cost for a 3D printer on that. I actually don't know. There's probably cheaper versions of these now, but. There's cheaper ones. Or if you want to, you know, there's Shapeways, there's Exometry. If you want to test out, like they'll do turns and you can get product back to yourself in a week or two. If you want industrial scale looking like high quality nylon prints, do those all day long. It'll cost you a couple bucks. I sold it recently, a Formlabs Form 2 resin printer, which was great. Very expensive to run and to keep maintained. That's why I sold it. That was probably the highest quality machine that I had for testing. But that's also a point. If you're an engineer and you've got a printer, you can test these hypotheses really fast. I got that going. I went through a lot of revisions of that. Then I did some testing with friends, friends and family. And then I contacted a buddy of mine who's in the liquor industry and I sent him some stuff. He runs a store out in DC and we're going to hopefully be partnering to ship some of our product nice. out there to him. Oh, that's great. Now that we're now that we're going, right? So I tested that idea, posted about it, brought him to parks, brought the product out. And then the next part was the longer part. And that's where I'm going to call it the design for manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And this is where you take that clip, that cheap ass model that I made, which was terrible by all production standards. And I went out and I hired somebody and I said, I need you to turn this into a injection moldable part. I need you to do all the details for it. So they did that. So I paid money for that. That was actually probably a little bit more expensive, but the mold was 3,500 bucks is what we paid. I was pretty convinced that I wanted to be able to do this. And being in the manufactured world problem, the first problem I've ever had when I've produced physical products is what happens when somebody says, cool, I want 300 bags. I can tell you 3D printing won't get your cost basis down enough to make that happen, especially when you're talking about 99 product. You got to be thinking scale, but you don't want to be thinking invest 100 thousand dollars in a 60 cavity injection Mm -hmm. mold right too early so you Mm, want to dial that in closer how'd you handle it i found a guy this is what took some time it took me a long time to find the right producer Mm. and i was out sending out the model that i had and asking for quotes and like getting them back and like that one's twelve thousand. i don't know and eventually i found a guy i said i can't do this myself and especially with covid and how it screwed over the manufacturing world i said i need an expert who lives and breathes this stuff so i went on upwork and i hired a guy and he said okay i'll design the mold for you he had a contact in Taiwan. And so he created the CNC design for the mold, sent it out to Taiwan. They produced the mold there and he had the mold brought back to the States. And then we brought it to a facility in Wisconsin, American facility to do the injection wow. molding. They brought it back, verified it there. And now we've got the ability, it's a four cavity mold. So now we've got the ability to make, if we really needed to make a couple hundred thousand of these, we could. It wouldn't be the best yeah. cost because we're only making four at yeah. a time, but the cost model is good enough that we would make a, enough money on a bag that we could then say if somebody came and said, I want to get the equivalent of a million cup clips, I could probably go do that same process to get a bigger mold. And in the meantime, I can fill orders. By the time I got the mold produced, shipped, set up, test, injection, verified, that took us to around November of the end of last year. Maybe it was like October, November is when I got the first big shipment. And I'm talking boxes of these of clips and they're this big and there's handfuls of them in there. We had a label design, packaging design, all that stuff had to go on during this time. 
And so now we're at the level where, okay, we've got the website, we've got enough mm-hmm. that we can make a good amount of healthy samples to get it out. But then you're going to ask through the next question, which is to scale this business. I got to think about how we make them faster, how we make them cheaper, who distributes them, what the distributor margins are, work through the economics. And Absolutely. So but also, like you just described all the stages, right? Up until that scale. And I think a lot of folks struggle with a lot of those steps or what one understanding i think we kind of outlined it here and and it's those are pretty widely taught i think but the thing that i feel like we always get caught in the mix is that scale piece of oh shit we got the order what to do next and how do we do it and is the timing right and now we're gonna lose the client that's such a hectic time that and exciting don't don't get me wrong but also pretty probably the hardest right because you're still kind of dial in some of that yeah you're kind of hitting the nail on the head as with both of these little businesses that's where there's kind of this jumping off point. I'm going to take the product approach to, which is look at the problems and work at solving the problems. And so, okay, cost per unit. Okay, let's talk about getting that down. So that's what I'm working on right now. Distribution paths. Okay, who are going to be in those distribution paths? How many units do we need to fulfill? Supply chain. What does our supply chain look like? How fast can we deliver? Those are all the steps in there. And that's sort of what I'm sorting out right now. I think the key thing is you can find the answers to those questions without having to go invest huge amounts of money. You can go and you can try. And that's why I was saying I'm shipping demo bags out to people, garnering interest, doing that grassroots thing. And then eventually it might be, and I've done this before for a business. Okay, cool. Let's go online and let's do e-commerce and let's start talking about ad spend. And I've done this in the past where you go, okay, cool. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to get set a budget of $3,000 for the month. Let's hire some people to do ad spend and let's go for it. And let's see what the return on ad spend on our website is. Mathematically, if I hit a 3.5 to a four, which is kind of where I've been in the past, that would be economically justifiable Mm. and that would tell me that I could pump more money into it. I feel like we're definitely going to have to have a part two on this and I have (laughs) yeah I I think there's a lot of similarities to also how I was a former musician and kind of produced an album that got distributed so I can kind of walk through those similar steps that you took and we can talk through the investment and the time period and all that kind of stuff that in its own is kind of a very similar pattern that we can deconstruct. I'm like so interested in that. I love music so I'd love to hear and by the way if anybody hasn't heard kevin play and or sing he's pretty bomb well my goodness all right (laughs) let's move on from that that sounds great let's close out with some homework if you have these curiosities these ideas there's frameworks out there the method to some of this stuff and go explore it it's cheap to go prototype if you know how to be scrappy and to figure things out which most pms do so share your stories we want to hear a little bit about that one there's anybody in the audience that does have a story to share, please let us know. We'll have yeah. it on the show so that way we can Woo-hoo. talk about it. I think maybe there's a multi-part series of product entrepreneurship. Oh, I love we'll this. Yeah, it's gonna um, be good. I think the part that I would say is if you have that idea, you have that product you want to do, have the courage and try it. Yes. The biggest jumping off point and the hardest part for anybody is I'm going to commit real money, real time, real resources. And even if it's just, hey, I don't know how to design this product from a 3D perspective. I want to see what it looked like. Go on to Upwork. Ask somebody for a quote. How is this going to cost? Hire that Russian dude out there who's probably like $12 an hour who will give you your first revision on it just to try it. If you feel blocked, there's ways, right? And so explore it, figure it out. There's always a way. Put that thought in. Is there something you're doing day to day that you could, that it's a service or something that somebody else would pay for? Well, it looks like we finished up our coffee, so go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. 
Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.